Well, this morning I want to ask you a question, and that is, when was the last time that you put your fat foot in your mouth? I'm sure that every one of us can remember that feeling and can appreciate that feeling. That deep, gut-wrenching shame and embarrassment where all we can think about is, why on earth did I say that? As I started to prepare this message, I thought that I could easily just read the passage and go and sit down. James warns us that there's a higher standard for people who teach. Our words should not be taken lightly. They have consequences. And I know that my words are not always perfect. I know that I have said some stupid things. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, I experienced that deep gut-wrenching shame and embarrassment from saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. I was on a Zoom conversation with a couple of my friends and we were having a lovely evening, drinking some beer and watching some football, celebrating that football is back. Uh, We've never been happier. One of my friends is currently expecting his first baby and his wife is heavily pregnant and uh, he left the room and sent a, a WhatsApp message saying that his wife was a bit emotional at the moment and quite understandably so. Now, I realised that one of the issues with a Zoom conversation is that you never quite know who is on the other side of the camera. When I saw the message that my friend had sent to me once he was back in the room, I asked him why his wife was feeling particularly emotional at the moment. The problem, however, was that without me realising, his wife was also in the room as I asked that question. And understandably, her her hearing me saying that she was being emotional at the moment did not help with her emotions, and quite understandably so. I had put my foot in my mouth and I was left there asking, why did I say that? I share this to illustrate a point. No matter how hard we might work, no matter how well spoken and thoughtful we might be, sometimes we will all say the wrong thing at the wrong time. To not do so would to claim to be perfect. This morning I might be speaking and I might be teaching. But I want to encourage you that I'm not perfect. This is a struggle for me, just as it will be a struggle for you. But if, you are, but if we are to live a life of faith, James calls us to, to not just settle for our natural human state, but to, to pursue perfection, to live a life as Jesus has called us to, a life of faith with integrity. And so this morning, if we are going to think about how we might be able to watch our mouths, to be able to live that life of faith with integrity, whilst also recognising that none of us are perfect in everything that we say. And the first way that I think that we can watch our mouths, to use a well-known phrase to us at the moment, is to stay alert. The first thing that we're to do in addressing a problem is to recognise that we have a problem, to recognise 
what the issue is that we need to address. We need to recognise the power of our words. We need to recognise that our words need to match our actions. We need to be alert and ensure that we are speaking, not just what we think is the right thing to say, but we are speaking with integrity. Our words impact the lives of those around us. And James warns us if we are to teach, if we are to lead, if we're to develop and influence others, then we need to be people who are doing so with integrity. This is a high calling. Ultimately, James wants us to be authentic. As we speak and as we influence others, we're not just defined by the words that we say, but also by how we live those words out. A teacher who lacks integrity will be judged more strictly. Before we tell others what to do, we need to stay alert and make sure that we are first putting into practice what we say. As we speak, not only do we need to be aware of our integrity, but we also need to be aware of our influence. Teachers have the ability to be able to influence our lives. I'm truly thankful for so many people who have taught me over the years and who have influenced me and developed me to be the person that I am today. I have been blessed to be surrounded by good teachers. But bad teachers don't lose their influence. Bad teachers just influence us in bad ways. When we speak, we will influence others, whether we like it or not. But to be a positive influence, we need to be alert and we need to think before we speak. Is this going to be a good influence on someone or is it going to be a bad influence on someone? James wants us to recognise that, that our words are powerful. They have the power to impact our own lives and to influence the lives of those around us. If we are to live a life of faith with integrity, we need to be alert and appreciate just how powerful our words can be. The best way that we can appreciate this power is to exercise caution. We need to be cautious that we do not say or expect anything of others that we are not able to do ourselves. And we need to be cautious that we are setting a good example and a positive example for those who we are speaking to, those who we are teaching, those who we are influencing. You might be sitting here quite comfortably at the moment. You might have never considered yourself a teacher. You might have never uh, uh, thought you had influence or sought to influence anyone else and to, to teach anyone else. And therefore you might be sitting there thinking, this doesn't apply to me, I can sit quite comfortably. But there is a catch. Because we all have influence, we all seek to teach and lead other people. If you're a parent, you have influence and you teach your children. 
If you're a teacher, you're teaching in your school. If you're a grandparent, you're teaching not only your own children, but your grandkids. If you're a member of this church, you are setting an influence for those around you. Your words matter. You have influence. You, what you say matters. We have all been called to be a positive influence in our world as we live for Jesus. But if we are to transform our world and be that positive influence that Jesus has called us to be, then we first need to be aware of the power of our mouths and harness that power for good. As we recognise this power that our words have, James, James's next challenge for us is that not only do we need to be alert, but we also need to main, con- maintain control of our tongues. In verses 3 to 6, James tells us that we can either control our tongues or our tongues will control us. In other words, our, our words have the ability to define the direction of our lives. If this morning I were to talk to you and all I spoke was a tirade of abuse and anger and judgment, I would understandably very quickly find myself out of a job. My inability to control my tongue will have impacted the whole course of the rest of my life. And although this is extreme, it illustrates an essential truth. If we want to have good relationships, if we want to have a good relationships with our families, then we need to be able to control our tongue and love and build up our family rather than criticise them and tear them down. If you want to make an impact for Jesus with your friends and tell them of, the, of your love for Jesus, then you need to control your tongue. You need to ensure that you're not saying anything that demonstrates a bad example to your friends. But instead, control your tongue that you might be able to share just how wonderful Jesus is with those around you. Our words are an expression of every part of our lives. We cannot love without expressing that love with our words. Our words are not just things that occasionally come out of our mouths, but they give an indication to the depths of our hearts. Even our plans and our thoughts are influenced by our words and our language. The tongue has the power to control and define the rest of your life. So we need to keep it under control. But there's an issue here. James tells us that no matter how hard we might try in our own strength, We will never be able to fully control our tongues on our own. I try to control my tongue, but I know that I don't get it right all the time. And I end up speaking to a pregnant lady and asking why she's a bit emotional, which is never a wise thing to do. The tongue is one of the places where we see our human nature in its rawest form. It's where we see our sinfulness, our brokenness, and just how far we have fallen from the people that God has created us to be. 
God created us for relationships that are deep and that are loving, not divisive and destructive. God created us to support one another and not to tear each other down. God created us to be honourable and pure. And yet how easy it is for the impurity of our words to slip out of our mouths. You can decide what will control your future direction by controlling how you speak. But how can we control something that James tells us is uncontrollable? Well, hope is not lost. Because although we might be unable to control our words on our own, Jesus is able to transform our hearts and transform our words as we welcome him into our lives and as his spirit comes and works within us. James tells us how our tongues are full of evil But the moment that Jesus died and rose again, he broke the power of evil forevermore. He has power and authority over all things, even over the power of our tongues. Your tongue has the power to control your life. But who do you want to be in control of your tongue? Your tongue can be full of evil that burns and destroys Or alternatively, your tongue can speak love and truth and hope through the power of Jesus and his spirit transforming all that is within you. Our tongues can control the direction of our lives. And this morning, if you recognise some of that destructive power in your tongue, in your mouth, if you recognise that you, your life, you want to take your life in a new direction, please can I invite you to know that you can have hope today, that your tongue can be tamed, that you can change the direction through managing your words better and you have help to help you to manage your tongue better. Jesus has already won the battle. Not only can you control your tongue, You can take back control of your life. All you need to do is to accept Jesus and open yourself to his spirit working within you, renewing you and transforming you to be the person that you were created to be. We need to maintain control of our tongues. And through the power of Jesus and his spirit, we are able to regain control of our tongues. And finally, as we maintain control of our tongues, not only do we need to speak with integrity as we influence those around us, but we need to speak in order to bless. James goes on to point out at the end of this passage the inconsistency of our mouths. This morning we have sung praise, or songs of praise and worship for who Jesus is. And yet out of those same mouths we speak and we criticise and we judge people that God has created in his image. In other words, we both bless God and criticise God all through the same source of our words. 
Needless to say, this is not what James believes that living a life of faith today should look like. Faith with integrity is consistent. Our faith affects every way that we live our lives because everything and everyone in the world is made by God. And God says that they are good. And so if we criticise and if we belittle something that God says is good, then actually we're not only belittling that person, but we are also belittling God. But if we speak to bless, if we celebrate the world and the people around us, not only will we bless them, but we will also bless God. Each time we speak, may we see it as an opportunity to bless the people that we are speaking to and also that we might see our words as an expression of our worship, that as we bless others, we might know that we too are blessing God. Our words have the power to influence So may we call on God's spirit living within us to help us to control our mouths. May we not criticise and belittle, but rather may we all say, with all that we say, may we bless and build up others to be the people that God has created them to be. It is as we do this, Not only will we influence and bless those that we are speaking to, but we will also bless and honour and praise God with consistency. We've all experienced that gut-wrenching feeling of putting our foot in our mouth. Saying the wrong thing at the wrong time just illustrates our imperfection and our need for Jesus. We all need to watch our mouths. But we can have hope this morning. With Jesus, the tongue can be tamed and we can use our tongue, not just to tear down and destroy, but to build up, to ultimately to worship God, not just in our singing, but in everything that we say. Let's pray together. Father God, as we think about your word this morning, Lord, I just want to leave a moment for us to open ourselves to you. Lord, we recognise our flaws. We recognise our failures. We ask for your forgiveness for the times where we have spoken unhelpfully. Lord, we know we cannot tame the tongue in by our own efforts but lord you are able to control our tongues and so lord in the moment's pause we welcome your spirit into our lives lord you have defeated evil you have defeated and reign over all things And Lord, we welcome your spirit into our lives. And Lord, would we pray that you would change us from the inside out. Would we not transform our lives, but would you transform our lives?
And Lord, as we welcome your spirit within us, Lord, we pray that through us, we would be good teachers, that we would be good influences for you in our world. Lord, with our words, may we seek to bless not only you, but to bless the people around us. May we look for the good in people. May we celebrate one another. And Lord, with all that we say, Lord, would you continue to help us to worship you? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.